Hello, this is Tim Stein at Willow Tree Counseling, and today I want to talk to you about boundaries and self-control. So self-control is important in recovery from sex addiction. For example, if your addiction involves online pornography or other online behaviors, putting a filter on your computer to block you from going to those places is often a good idea. However, eventually you're going to need to convert that from being a filter or a barrier that keeps you from going someplace and make it into something that holds you accountable so that you learn to control that on your own. Um, online behaviors, uh, what this typically means is a tracker. An internet tracker records where you're going online and sends that information to somebody who's supporting you in recovery. They can monitor your online behavior and hold you accountable. In this way, you're not relying on an external barrier to control your behavior, and you're learning to hold that boundary yourself. This is important because there's always going to come a time when external barriers are not going to be effective, either because of the circumstances or technology changes, and there will always come a time, whether that's sooner or later, when you're going to need to hold that boundary yourself. And so it's important to develop that sort of self-control. Um, a sex addict who's in solid recovery is typically always working on self-control. Having said that, it's also important to understand where you are in your recovery where you are in the development of your self-control, and where you are in the moment. There are times that a self-maintained boundary is effective, and it would be great if you could just simply put a tracker on your computer and no longer act out your addiction online. However, especially in early recovery, that's usually not the case. If you find yourself consistently going to addictive sites on your computer, and you're not successful in holding that boundary, then you need to acknowledge that a barrier that is not dependent on your self-control is really what you need. There's no shame in acknowledging that you need a barrier to contain yourself. After all, if you're an addict, you've probably been uh, struggling with your behavior, it's been out of control for some time, and you haven't been able to successfully stop or control it in the past. Just because you've gotten into recovery doesn't change this pattern. So putting a barrier in place protects you and others not acknowledging that you need a barrier and continuing to relapse just continues the damage of your addiction. So this idea of barriers versus self-control, it applies to offline behaviors of sex addiction as well. For example, if you're in a restaurant and your partner or uh, if you're in a, in a restaurant with your partner and somebody walks in that triggers your addictive thoughts or your addictive preoccupation, it would be great if you could just exercise your self-control, let go of the addictive energy, and return your focus back to your partner. And if you can do that, wonderful. However, if you're having a hard time not glancing over at this person, if your mind is preoccupied with this person's presence, and your partner is recognizing that you're not fully present with them, and trust me, no matter how much you think you're hiding it, your partner will recognize that you are not fully present with them, what you're really doing is you're just creating chaos in your life. You're damaging the trust that you're, that you're working on building or rebuilding in your relationship, and you're undermining your chances for continued sobriety. It really doesn't matter whether you're in early recovery and still learning self-control, or if you've got significant recovery under your belt, but for whatever reason your addict is up and you're struggling to manage in the moment. In either case, put up a barrier. Move your chair so that, they're be, so that this person's behind you and you can't see them. Move to a different table. Excuse yourself and make a program call. Anything is better than just white-knuckling through that situation because you think you need to rely solely on your self-control. In my own personal life, 
one of my struggles is that I tend to get glued into the TV, and it really doesn't matter how interesting or how boring the TV show is. It takes my attention away from others, and I've had to learn to manage this. So if I'm out with my wife or if I'm out with friends and the intent of going out is to connect and have conversation, if there's a TV on, I have to put myself in a place where the TV is at my back. Now, it would be great if I could just develop the self-control to not look at the TV. And that's something that I'm consistently working on. However, in the moment, what is most important is that I'm present with whoever I'm out with, that I'm involved in that conversation. It is not that I've mastered my self-control. So if that means that I have to place myself in a position where the TV is behind me, so be it. I have created a barrier, so I'm not lost in my preoccupation with the TV. So don't feel like you have to immediately master self-control. If you need to create a barrier to manage yourself and your situation, then do it. It's not a failure that you have not yet developed or, you're, or in the moment you can't tap into your self-control. Recovery is a process with ebbs and flows. There are moments of serenity and moments of chaos. That's the nature of recovery. So this is Tim Stein at Willow Tree Counseling saying, keep working on your self-control, but use barriers as often as you need.